to you a couple minutes uh, about how to navigate through these uncertain times. How to navigate through these uncertain times. And I wanted to share from 2 Chronicles 7, 14. I'll be sharing various verses, but that's the key one that I want to share with you today. As the children go to their service. Thank you, teachers, for ministering to our children. Appreciate it more than words can say. 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. So he promises that. He will heal their land. And in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, Philippians 4, 6 and 7, it says, be anxious for nothing. Another version might say, worry about nothing. Do not worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So notice it says there that the peace of God will guard your hearts. So if you're worried right now, you, you, you allow the wrong spirit to enter. Amen. You, you allow the wrong mindset to enter. Right now, we should be walking in the peace of God. Amen. Jesus slept in the midst of a storm. And we should be able to sleep tonight also in peace. In the midst of you know, times that are uncertain and unsure. In reality, safety is a myth anyway. I'm going to say it again. In reality, safety is a myth anyway. We're worried about a plague. But yet people die because they fall in their tubs. So safety is a myth. What about the person that's at home in the living room? Suddenly a car plows right through and kills them right in their living room. In the safety of their home. We never know. That's why we always have to be ready. So the truth of the matter is we have to have the peace of God in our hearts. So we need to stand back a moment and look at the current crisis with a clear and peaceful heart. Because when you're at peace, your creativity flows. You're able to get ideas and concepts. You're able to get options. You're able to see the scenario and you're able to walk and navigate through it in a way that's healthy, in a way that you're gonna maximize the opportunity. Because in every crisis, there's also an opportunity. Amen. Talk to you about that a little later on. Ecclesiastes 7.14 says, in the day of prosperity, be joyful. But in the day of adversity, consider. The word consider means to think about it carefully, such as to think of, especially with regard to taking some action. So we know during times like this, we have to take action. But when you're in a panic mode, the actions you'll take are more reactions, and they won't be the right decisions. When you're in a panic mode, you won't decide the right thing. You'll make mistakes. But when you're in peace and you consider it, you look it through, look at every angle, you'll be able to take the proper action when you properly consider. So here are some things to consider. Number one, it's not time to fear or panic. So today we have to guard our minds. Say to your neighbor, guard your mind. We have to guard our minds. You know, times like this helps to bring on fear, takes away our confidence, and it causes us to act without wisdom. And the problem is that in panic, we break our focus. We're no longer focused on walking forward. We're not focused on the things that we need to do on a daily basis that bring benefit to our community and glory to God. Amen. 
So it's, important, it's imperative to look at this. Otherwise, we can even abort our assignment mm. if we move into fear. You know, Israel of old, God told them into their promised land, but because of fear, they aborted their assignment. They aborted their inheritance. So it's imperative that we remain vigilant and focused on our assignment as Christians, as Christ followers. Remain alert. Continue to walk in faith, not by sight. What is sight telling you? What is the media telling you? What are circumstances telling you? Flee to the moon. <laughs> no, no, don't look at that. Walk by faith. Remain alert. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. Walk with a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7. Let's also put it into perspective. Sometimes because of over-hyping or, or hy uh, hyperbole, right? Sometimes we think that things are worse than they are. Give you an example. A couple of years ago, remember the swine flu? Yes. Now it's a distant memory, right? But are you aware that 60 million were infected with the swine flu? Are you aware that 300,000 were hospitalized? Are you aware that it was estimated that between 151,000 to, to half a million people died globally? They don't even know the correct count. We walked through that. And as nations, we got over it. But you know, it, there wasn't the hype that we have now, so people weren't freaking out like they are today. Now in short order, everybody's running into supermarkets and emptying them out. You go for that last piece of bread, watch out, somebody might chop your hand off. <laughs> currently, currently it's estimated that globally 145,000 have been affected. I'm talking about the whole world. The swine flu, it was 600, I'm sorry, 60 million. Right now, 145,000 globally. 5,000, about 800 deaths. One death is too much. But I'm saying put it into perspective. Between 151 and to 575,000 people died globally with the swine flu. So far, 5,000 have died plus, 5,000 plus. Now, that's too much. So we've got to do our best to keep those numbers down. But unfortunately, who can catch a virus? It's microscopic. So all we can do is mitigate it to the best way we, we can. And we know that some of the best minds are working on that right now. And there's a, an accelerated process of getting a vaccine and, and getting the test kits out. We know that. There's pressure from every angle so that our government acts and acts quickly. Amen. Everybody's putting pressure on that government. I don't want to be government right now. <laughs> there's a lot of pressure there. See, as of this morning in the United States, 2,000 people have been affected. 2,000, I'm talking about among our 310 million population. And 51 to 60 estimated deaths. So when you look at it in perspective, we realize that the regular flu kills a lot more every single year. Yet we don't hear about it. We rarely hear about the numbers. 20 to 50,000 people die every year in this nation because of the regular flu. So again, putting things into perspective. So why is everybody so nervous? Why is everybody so afraid? You make your decision. Always remember, this did not take God by surprise. He authorized us. He gave us the authority as his ambassadors to be able to partner with him to bring healing to the land. We are already equipped to bring healing. Second Chronicles 7.14 put it. God is bigger than the coronavirus. If we pray, he will heal the land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
He's the one that said to pray for the sick and they right. shall recover. Yes. So we need to be praying for people. Oh, you can't lay hands on people right now. So get on the phone and pray for them. Get on the internet and pray for them. Don't, don't, don't stop your ministry. No, it's, now it's time for the light to shine. Light is best when there's darkness around and you Amen. need to move around. Praise God. During the daytime, you don't need to shine. But at night, even the dimmest, the, the dimmest uh, flashlight is honored and respected and appreciated. And in times of darkness, we need to allow our lights to shine. Amen. The weapons of our warfare also, they're mighty in God. God said that. His scriptures say that. So you never know. The weapons of your warfare are mighty. Mighty. What does the word mean when it says mighty? What does the word mean when it says mighty? You know, you want to know what the Greek in the says when it's mighty? The Greek? Mighty. <laughs> Powerful. Powerful. Effective. Able to do what it was sent to do. 2 Corinthians 10, 4. The weapons of our warfare are mighty in God. Ephesians chapter 6. God has given you a full armor. Amen. The armor is supposed to protect you. And the armor is supposed to allow you to go into the camp of the enemy and take him down. That's what armor is for. Armor is for warfare. Amen. Why in the world does God say to you, put on your armor daily? That's it. That's right. Could he be sending you a signal? Amen. If we are going to the beach to enjoy a beautiful day, would you wear armor? <laughs> if you were going fishing, would you, go, would you use your armor? <laughs> different clothing for different applications. God is saying, put on the armor daily. What does that mean? That he's sending us into a war or a war zone. And we as his ambassadors and also as warriors, we need to come in with a full armor. <laughs> Let me take my sword out. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, that's what it's for. It's going to hit you. If, 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 if God said that you have to put on armor, doesn't that mean that things are going to be sent your way. That's right. It makes so much sense for those that are seen, for those that are that, that, that are being intentional, that are being focused. Since they come to the women's women's ministry, because that's what we're going to be dealing with. Spiritual warfare on the twenty eighth. That's what we're focusing. Yes. It's already a, you know, crescendo. So I think everybody can make it. But 28, by, by the 28, this thing has gone over. Yeah, so, yeah we, should be, we should be good. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. I'll shave my mustache, put a wig on, and I'll show it. So I can get some of those points also. <laughs> Another thing is that part of the weapons of your warfare happen to be agape. Love. But not just regular love. Agape is the highest form of love. It's to love those that are unlovable. That's right. That's part of our warfare. Wherever there's hate, you bring love. Love literally can kill hate. Amen. 
We've seen it throughout our history. We've seen movements of love come to the scene where it decimates any hate that has been in, in place. Another area is praying and fasting. Another area is God's wisdom. We need God's wisdom every day for every single situation. Another thing, united and team prayer. That is also pivotal and needed. So uh, are we getting together like a phone uh, thing every day for the next week or so? Who's, who wants to oversee that? We need to get on the phone every day and say. Amen. So we should be attending that. See, understand, your prayer is powerful. Oh, yeah, our church is praying. Uh, well, what are you doing? Well, no, no, for the churches. Well, you are the church. Amen. Amen. We should be getting on and sacrificing. Amen. Get on the phone. Amen. Get on together. Because when we do a group prayer, there's great power that's released yes. In, yes. The, in that region when God's people pray. Don't belittle this. This is part of the weapons of your warfare. That's part of what Paul, when he was sharing about the weapons of warfare, that's what he asked for. He asked for prayer so that God would be doors would be open for him, so that God would protect him, so that opportunity would be given him to be able to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Team prayer and fasting, pivotal right now. This too shall pass. Amen. So right. say to your neighbor, this too shall this pass. This too shall pass. And you need to take that perspective. I need to hold on for a bit because this will pass. There was a story of, uh, about this gentleman. Um, he was supposed to get on a plane, a small plane. And um, what happens, he got on uh, with the pilot. Small plane, you know, it was just enough to be able to put eight or 10 people. But what happened was, was that uh, as the guy started flying, he noticed that there was a, a, a light that turned on, that a back hatch door had opened. Mm -hmm. So he asked the gentleman, you do me a favor, go to the back and just close the hatch door. So then um, after a while, he was flying, he's going, what is this guy? Oh, no. Oh. And he kept on, he said, oh, my God, I hope he didn't fall off. Yeah. So he, he did an emergency abort. He turned back. And when he got back to land, what happened was is that the guy uh, went to close the door, and unfortunately, he was thrown out, but he grabbed on. Oh, gosh. And so while the plane was flying, he was like, Holding on. He held on until the plane landed. Wow. Talk about bulldog. <laughs> he became a lock show. Fortunately, the guy, you know, said, I gotta get back here. I wonder what happened to my associate. So the point I'm making is sometimes that's what you got to do. You just got to hang on because this flight too shall pass. Today I was, uh, or rather yesterday, I was looking, I had to make some food for myself. So I went to the local area, and, and I didn't find really anything good, and, and I really didn't want to let go of the parking, because <laughs> over there it's not easy to find a parking. And so, man, so I went back and I looked, it was slim pickings. So I put together something, I said, I said honey, tuna fish, uh, dame un poquito tuna fish, un poquito mayonesa, and, and you know, some crackers, and yeah. You know, I, again, Paul said, I, I'm, I'm good with a lot, I'm good with a little. That's the Victor Nazario vernacular. When I was a kid, you know, my mom, she worked at nighttime, 3 to 11. My dad worked 3 to 11. I went to school 8 to 3. So when I would get home, either I ate what she made or I had to make myself uh, something from the refrigerator. And sometimes she made stuff that I, I just didn't like. 
I don't know if you heard this one. I'm, I'll translate. Patitas de celdo. Pig's feet. Pig's feet. So you make pig's feet. So I would see it, and I look at it, and I would even see a little bit of the hair still on it. I, mean, I would open up the refrigerator, I would, and I said, so, well, this is what I did in that day. Uh, if there was no PB&J, peanut butter and jelly, what I would do is I would open up the span, cut one or two, fry them a little bit, put them on a side. Why are you clapping? Do you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, then, then I would get that really hard block of cheese. Yes, government cheese. Get the hammer. Oh, finally, okay. Put one little slab there. Little tuna fish, some rice. I take some of my mother's rice. Put a banana. A little tuna fish. That's it, man. I was, I was in heaven. What are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> Listen, you'd be surprised. But just banana. We'll put a cold banana. I didn't know. How, I was a teenager. I didn't know how to cook, you know, totones. I just put a regular banana on it. I ate good, I grew up, look at me. I ate it. <laughs> so, sometimes you're just not gonna have access to, to a Boston market or anything like that. You have to make it uh, make do. So that's why sometimes it's good to get some canned goods. No, I preached this like about half a year ago, maybe three quarters We need to be you know, careful, basically. And, Think about a potential scenario yeah. where two to three weeks you don't get food. Forecast. Yeah. And forecast. Yeah. Oh, let me let me go. Let me ask you about this one. Did you ever drink powdered milk? Yes. Yes. You could either drink the milk or use it as plastic, right? <laughs> It looks like it. Yeah. And it is a right. Oh, of course. Of course it is. And then, and then uh, you have that sweet milk in the condensed. Uh, yes. Carnation. You put a little bit of that, mix it up. And it. You know, sometimes it's good to have some of those. Yes. Oh, teacher, come on. What, what are those called in English? Vienna sausage. Vienna sausage, they're delicious. We know how to be poor. Listen, I never, I never saw myself as poor. I never did. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't have anything to refer it to. So I was happy, as long as that. Then, then at the end, corned beef, corned beef hash. Loved it, loved it. And so, so then, and then to, to finish off, some Twinkies. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, so I was a king. That's it, that's it. Hockey pucks, yeah. Ding dings? I remember those days. Ding dongs, ding dongs. Ring dings, ring dings. Oh. 
I'm not making people hungry. I'm just reminding them where they came from. I'm reminding them that it still works if you need it. It's all right. You know. Now, no, don't get me wrong. I don't recommend this diet on an ongoing basis. But I'm saying in a pinch, it's always good to have an emergency. You and your family. Because when people go crazy and they empty out the supermarket, like right now in Hoboken, they shut down even the Chinese restaurants. Yeah, and Chinese restaurants are the only thing that's open in New Year's Eve, right? New Year's Day. They're the dependable ones if you need something in a pinch. They're just shutting even that down. So I mean, you're, you're gonna be forced to cook. Me cook, I can't cook. Oh, you better get ready. You're not gonna be able to have your, your mocha, what do you call it? Mocha latte. I don't even speak that language. I, I can't even understand it. Yeah, you have to know how to do your own coffee every yeah. once in a while. I don't have any time for that. If there was nothing, how would you handle it? You'll learn it. I tell you what, your stomach will speak so fast to you, you will become a gourmet in an instant. I still want eat patitas. I, 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 I'm evolving. I'm evolving. I, I think it's the way she cooked it. She didn't cook it the way. She should have hidden it. You know, you can hide. I'm still growing in that area. Maybe it's the way your mom made it. But anyway, the, the, the point I'm making is that during times like this, you have to already have a plan. That's right. Eggs and white rice. It's amazing. Eggs and white rice. Love it. Love it. Yes. Love it. You have to have a plan. You know what? what you know what's happening, right? I'm talking about millions of people are being exposed in terms of not having a plan. They depend too much on the government. They, 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 they depend too much on the man. Problem is, the man doesn't exist. He's a fantasy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have to take responsibility for ourselves, for our children. Praise God. And by, by, by our discussion here, I could see you know how to take care of yourself. Man, good for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And last I heard, we're still the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Amen. That hasn't changed. In heaven, you're still the salt and light. Amen. God still depends on us to share his gospel. Amen. You're still authorized. You're still deputized. You still have power. Yes. The power of the Holy Spirit still resides within you. Yes. Yes. The power that raised Jesus from the dead is living within us now. Amen. And Jesus slept in the boat, in the midst of what? A storm. That same spirit dwells in us now. Why do we allow circumstances to get to a place where we're no longer at peace? The same spirit that was within Jesus that impelled him to go to the sick and the infirmed is now within us. So we shouldn't be running away from situations like this. Our hearts and our consciousness and the anointing of God should compel us yes, to pray and to seek God. Yes, well, we pray, the church is praying. Your heart should be broken right now. Yes. And you should be saying, I need to pray. I have to pray. I have to seek God on behalf of the land. God authorized me. Yes. Wherever you're at, you're the authorized one. 
In your family, you're the authorized Amen. one. Amen. In your community, you're the authorized one. In your job, you are the authorized yes. one. Hallelujah. We're still the salt and light of the world. And it's interesting. You look at scripture. We're no different from them. Mm -hmm. Plagues came and it took people by surprise. And I mentioned before David and the census. A plague came and he had to deal with it. But it took him by, uh, not surprise, but he realized after he had done it. He said, oh my God, I've done a grave error. Mm -hmm. And then he went before the Lord. But that thing affected people. They were not expecting that. Plagues can come from any reason. Right now we have a thousand conspiracy theories mm -hmm. on why these plagues are you know, come about. Who manufactured these plagues? Yeah. Many people believe it was man that did it himself. Yeah. And it either got out of the box by mistake or some people let it out of the box. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the issue is, it can happen That's right. at any time. We cannot put into the calendar, all right, June chapter, uh, rather June the 3rd, at four o'clock, a plague is gonna break out. So a month before, I'm gonna make sure I have my vacation already taken care of, everything. And then when we, the plague season comes in already, we'll be ready. It doesn't work that way. So you have to plan as if and have it there, socked up in your hip pocket. You never know. Scripture, you know, took people by surprise. It'll also take the majority of the world by surprise, as it has. So if you look at Job, Job wasn't thinking of getting sick like he did. He was busy taking care of his family, his flock, his business, and suddenly, bam, this thing hit him. And it was not just one thing, a whole bunch of things hit him at one time. And, and he felt he had lost it all. And on top of that, then he also gets a personal sickness, some form of rash, something horrible that, that caused him day and night suffering. He wasn't expecting that. And in the process, he learned about the greatness of God, the goodness of God. He was a righteous man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he didn't know that there was warfare for him. He didn't know that God had allowed him, Jesus. you know, allowed the situation. God was boasting on him for crying out loud. Amen. And in the midst of it, he learned something. And, and actually, when God healed him, he then had to pray for his three quote-unquote friends who were mm -hmm. criticizing him. Yes, wow. yes. We don't know why these things happen. We don't know when they happen. We just have to know that God is on the throne. Hallelujah. Let's not take him by surprise. He'll give us wisdom. The Bible says, even though I walk through the shadow of death, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. There'll be times when we walk through this valley. And during that time, keep your head, I don't know, high or low, maybe low, so not look at the circumstances. Just focus on your God and walk through. Don't, don't pitch a tent there. Don't build a condominium there. That's right. Amen. Passing through, pass as quickly as possible. Yes. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, so in closing, I want us all to recite a song. Amen. So we can build up our faith. Amen. Are you ready? Amen. Let's open the scripture. Hallelujah. And let's get it on the screen. Psalms 91. Yes. Which version? Psalms 91. I, I think this is the new King James. But read it in your version. I mean, you guys might not have the new King James. Getting it all, I'll get a quick swig of water. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And those of you that are home, get your Bibles out, your phones, your tablets. All right, so we'll read it together. Those of you that are home, read it together with us. All right, one, two, three. 
He dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver me from the snare of the power and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With a long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, Father, for your word. 